Great morning, everyone, and welcome to Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Greg Cellini of the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University class of 1985. Once again, my great pleasure to be back with you today. The purpose of our show, Thank God for Monday, is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times. Motivate you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how to utilize the information we provide today. Take full accountability for the decisions you make and a resulting outcome. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God for Monday, is to introduce role models. Role models of people who take very bold steps in their work life. And as such, we are honored today to have with us a very, very special guest. Her name is Renee Marino. Renee is a former Hollywood and Broadway starlet turned professional communication coach. She was named by Yahoo Finance as one of the top 10 communication coaches to follow during 2021. She is also the author of a fabulous book, Becoming a Master Communicator, Balancing New School Technology with Old School Simplicity. Hello and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Renee. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. The honor is all ours. Sadly, we've only got just about 30 minutes, so we're going to just jump right into the deep end of the pool, if that's okay. Let's do it. I, I like to I like to get, you know, really, really down and interesting in the questions, right? No surface level here. <laughs> that's <laughs> for sure. Now, amazingly, Renee, your background is in theater and film. I am very curious, I'm sure our audience is as well. What made you shift from Broadway and Hollywood to instead become a professional communication coach? I love that you are asking me this, Craig. And the answer, which I can make really long-winded or cut right to the point, is the purpose of my life, I believe, is to use all and every one of my God-given gifts And since I was a little girl, my dream was to perform on Broadway. I worked my butt off. I did tons of shows in high school, college, toured. And then I made that dream come true through many years of perseverance and many years, everyone, I want to be really clear about this, of learning how to be rejection proof because there were eons and eons of no's, thousands upon thousands of no's that I had to learn to deal with and still persevere. But because I learned to do that, I reached my dream to be on Broadway and had the honor of being a part of five different Broadway shows. As you said, I played Mary Delgado in Clint Eastwood's Jersey Boys film. And even with all of those dreams, happening, which was such a blessing for me. There was always a quiet voice. I say it's the quiet voice of our soul, letting me know that there were other gifts I wanted to activate. 
And besides performing, one of my other loves was writing. It's always been writing. I journal every single day. You have to see my my room. I have a closet with all of my journals since I was probably five years old. Wow. Yes. It's to me, it's just one of the greatest gifts of life is being able to write. And when 2019 happened, my final Broadway show, which was Pretty Woman the Musical, closed. I had already started writing my book about communication. I would write Greg in between scenes while I was doing the Broadway show. I'm not even kidding you. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I would go in the, in the crew room. The guys were amazing. They gave me the space and they allowed me to use their desks and I would write. And once that show closed, I knew that I was ready for a shift. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew that it had to do with communication because I've always been obsessed with communication. Um, I love understanding why people connect in the way they do, why some people love to speak about their feelings while others are more introverted and kind of keep to themselves. So I saw an ad pop up one day on the computer with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, who were offering this course called the Knowledge Broker Blueprint. And I watched, they did this live video explaining what it was about. Excuse me. And I watched it with my husband on the last day of our vacation in Mexico. And I left Mexico a KBB member. (laughs) I did. I knew, Greg, that I wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know the first thing of how to do that. So I decided to invest in this course. And it was the best thing that I did in, in 2020. For six weeks, I would wake up. I would do my work, I would implement, and before I knew it, I was starting to coach clients and created my own uh, workshop called Connecting on Camera, helping people to bring their real selves to video, especially in, in this day and age, and that's how it happened. What an amazing story. We are so blessed that someone of your ilk. Oh, that's so oh, Thank God for Monday today. Now, in this digital age, Zoom, Communication norms certainly have changed. Why is it so important for entrepreneurs and young professionals to really become master communicators? Help us out, please, Renee. Yes. In this day and age of digital technology, we are communicating now behind a screen more than ever before. And the truth is, if we don't understand how to bring our authentic, honest selves to that video, then we're leaving opportunities on the table, we're leaving money on the table, and we're leaving really deep and fulfilling connections on the table. I mean, Greg, look at you and I, we're getting to connect, and I feel like I'm in the room with you, and it's such a beautiful gift, and that's because I can see you, my friend, have you are a master communicator because I can, I can feel your honest energy through the screen. And I hope that you feel the same. Absolutely. But if either one of us, right, had some hesitation to talk honestly and openly, or we had some hesitation of being our real selves for whatever reason, then this conversation probably wouldn't be as hopefully impactful as it will be. And Being a master communicator truly is understanding the right time and place to communicate through digital means and the right time and place to put our devices aside and have a real direct conversation. Wow. 
So it sounds like that's still very, very important sometimes, as you say, to have those direct conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, truly, that's why the book is called Becoming a Master Communicator. And the subtitle is Balancing New School Technology with Old School Simplicity, because it's not about one or the other. It's about learning to marry these two worlds so that way we are in control of when and how we're communicating. I'm sure you've experienced this as all of the listeners. Because our smartphones are so powerful, more powerful than the first, you know, computers that ever came out, we get into a space sometimes that we're unconsciously picking up the phone before we even know why we're picking it up and we just start scrolling, right? Scrolling on Instagram, looking at Facebook posts. <clears throat> and that is what this book will help with. Being really conscious about when and where you're texting someone, when and where you're picking up the phone to mindlessly scroll. Cause that's okay, right? That's, that's awesome. That's why we love social media in, in one of the ways, but we want to be conscious as we're doing it. And there have been so many studies. I did so much research for the book, Greg, that talks about we have really become addicted to our devices. Our brains send off this little like, oh, my goodness, it's time. It's time to go back to the phone. There's a notification. You better look who it is. And it it becomes an addiction for us. And we want to avoid this. So that way, as we move forward, as as technology becomes more advanced, we are in control and we are not just a puppet with the technology as our puppeteer. Oh, this makes so much sense. No doubt about it. I love how you coined this phrase in the subtitle, new school technology. Certainly was not one I was familiar with at all. And if it's okay with you, Renee, I want to peel the onion just a little bit. Besides the obvious, and you've been talking a lot about this, how has this new school technology changed the way we communicate? Oh, in such, such huge ways. If it weren't for new school technology, right, which is just digital technology, but it was a fun, fun way to say it. I wouldn't personally have connected with any one of my clients. Most of my clients are from all over the world, not the U.S., and it blows my mind every time I hop on a Zoom with one of them and we connect and we're on different time zones and we're in different countries. It's just absolutely incredible, right? Sometimes you can't even realize. You're like, I, when I teach my course, Connecting on Camera, I sometimes have just, say, 20 people who are from all over the map and I'm connecting with them. I'm speaking from my heart to them. They're speaking from their hearts to me. And it's this beautiful conglomeration of people from all over the world connecting. That's the positive, right? But then there is another side to it. And it's the side that these screens that we are behind have become our masks. And I think of it like it, and I write about this in the book, but I, the image that comes to mind is that of the wizard from the Wizard of Oz. And if you remember the film, when before Dorothy and her friends meet the wizard, they think he's this great and powerful and he has this big voice and they get to see him and it's this big, huge face and they're so scared. And then they realize, wait a minute, he's just this human being, just like Dorothy, who had, who's fearful and is hiding behind this big persona. And that's what we're doing nowadays. 
with our phones, with our screens, with social media. We use it as a mask because it's very easy for us to write a post where we're arguing with someone online, but the true testament to how authentic you're being is would you have that same confidence to say what you wrote in that post in person? So that's where I feel like technology, new school technology is beginning to cause issues for us in our relationships, both personal and professional. And I'll say this one, one thing, Greg, how often, right? If we're all being really transparent here, how often have you run into issues because you either sent a text message and it got auto-corrected and then the other person was like, why did you text me that? Or you had a misunderstanding with someone and instead of hopping on a phone call or meeting in person, you just continue to text or email. Well, if you're anything like me, that is the absolute worst situation you can put yourself in. And I've experienced some of the lowest of lows in my life because of this. Because when we are not fully communicating with tone, right? We can't read tone through a text or an email. When we are experiencing a misunderstanding and it's all through words, this is how the situation escalates. So my goal with this book is to bring us to a place where we just know that right time and place. We know the limit to where, okay, we've texted one another long enough. Now it's time to pick up the phone or now it's time to say, you know what, Greg, let's meet for lunch. That way we, wow. we don't exacerbate the problem. There are so many things you said that just resonated and a couple I even found amazing. One, I had assumed when you were doing these great trainings that people were coming to your office and you were all co-located. It's amazing you're doing this globally, literally internationally. Yes. But second, I could really relate to this because sometimes the listeners know more than sometimes. I can be a bit stubborn. And I get in these email exchanges or text exchanges, and I'm pounding away there. And as you said, the situation's getting exacerbated instead of uh, being improved. Now, this may tie into this next question, because I have heard you either say or more in the book here that these new technologies are keeping us more disconnected sometimes than connected. Is this what you were just kind of referring to? Absolutely, Greg. Absolutely. I'll tell you that one of the aha moments, if you will, let's quote our girl Oprah, uh, (laughs) an aha moment, speaking of people who are transformative and help others to transform. I was sitting at dinner with a dear friend of mine and We were catching up, having a great conversation. And this was right before I started writing the book. And next to us sat a family of five parents, a teenage son, and then two young children. And the entire meal, I know this because they were sitting right next to us, no one spoke. Each of them were on a digital device. Oh, my. Yes, the parents and the teenage son and the two kids were on uh, their video games. I don't know exactly what they were, but one of their electronics. And, Greg, when I tell you the truth, my heart broke because 
I come from an Italian American family where you usually find us around the kitchen table eating and talking and laughing and arguing, but connecting. Exactly. So for me, that's like prime time, right? With your family, that is prime time to catch up and talk about things. And for over an hour and a half, every one of them had their head down on a digital device. And I just said to myself, this is a problem and this needs to be addressed. And that's when I started writing the book. So, so to answer your question, yes, we are becoming more disconnected because studies have shown this is so interesting. And Simon Sinek just talked about this in a video that I posted. Simply having your cell phone out on the table, if you and I were at dinner and I had my cell phone out, even if I didn't refer to it, I didn't pick it up. It proves to be a distraction for the people at hand. The conversation is less engaging because it's like, the, you know, it's like that, that thing that you know is there. And at any given moment, it could ring, it, a notification could uh, go off. Sure. <clears throat> and that, that makes us disengage, even if we're not conscious of it on a, on a small level, it takes away from the conversation at hand. This is so enlightening and it brings back memories for me, actually, if you don't mind me sharing. Yeah. I also am from an Italian American family and my late mother and father Uh, I have four wonderful siblings and people say, what do you miss most about being all together? It was that Sunday afternoon meeting. (laughs) Radio wasn't on. It was all about the seven of us sharing. Yes. uh, Yes. That has really been lost to a lot of extent because of this new school of technology. Now, one of the other things that I believe you're saying here is that, We've lost our ability to listen. Is this true? Do you feel this way, Renee? And if so, how can we improve our listening ability? This world is so frenetic right now. We need to listen better. Uh, One million percent. And I'm so, so glad you just said that because it's so similar to what I find myself saying a lot these days is what we're dealing with in our world in general right now is that nobody's listening to one another. Everyone is just speaking to hear themselves speak and they're not actually absorbing what the other person or party or people are saying. And I have to tell you, I just interviewed, if you know the actor, incredible Oscar nominee, Chaz Pomentary. He did the movie A Bronx Tale. I just did a free virtual five-day summit where I interviewed six experts who have used communication to help them thrive in their businesses and their lives. And I interviewed Chaz and Greg, this interview is so life-changing. He said so many golden nuggets, but one of them was, if you want to be one step closer to becoming a master communicator, start listening to the other person and not to what you're saying. And I said, oh my goodness. That is so true. We are in a a world where we are just speaking, as Stephen Covey put it, um, most people listen with the intent to reply, not with the intent to understand. Absolutely. And this is the problem. We're we're waiting to jump in to, to state our case and to win the argument as opposed to taking a step back, breathing, 
right? Tuning into ourselves, because when we tune into ourselves, that is the step one of mastering your communication, communication with yourself. So to step back and when the other person's speaking, really open yourself up to listen to what they're saying, because when you do that, you give a gift that is twofold. You give the other person the gift of a platform to speak and to be heard, and you give yourself a gift to potentially learn a new lesson or to experience a new perspective. So if we can get to this point where learning to listen becomes one of our priorities, I'm telling you the energy of the world will shift in such a positive way. No question about that. And it's so interesting because being part of a wonderful Franciscan congregation institution here at St. Francis College, we believe in Franciscan hospitality. And one of the ways we do that, we provide safe spaces for students, faculty, staff, and to articulate. And as you say, these are critical. They are. And when someone comes in who is used to not being able to articulate and now could really share what's in their heart and soul, it's transformative. It yes. really is. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Now, this great book you've written, Becoming a Master Communicator, receiving an awful lot of praise, certainly well-deserved. Now, seizing opportunities, you talk about quite a bit in the book. Might you wish, if it's okay, can I ask you to share maybe an example of how you've used communication to seize an opportunity right in your own life there, Renee, please. Yes, I, I actually have chills. You even asking me that question because as you know, in the book, I have a whole chapter about it. Back in 2013, I was performing on Broadway in the musical Jersey Boys and I was playing Mary Delgado, Frankie Valley's wife. And, and it was dream come true. You know, Mary is the female lead of the show and we got word that they were doing a film version of Jersey Boys. And I'll be very honest with you, Greg, I didn't even think twice about it because I assumed they're going to hire A-list celebrities. They're going to hire Marissa Tomei to play. You my- are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't think much of it until one Sunday afternoon, I was on stage and 10 rows back was the legend himself, Clint Eastwood. Oh my goodness. Yes. Clint Eastwood was going to be directing the film and he was going around to all the different casts of Jersey Boys to watch the actors play the roles. And I was like, whoa, there's Clint Eastwood, right? Like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and later on that, after the, the show was finished, we took a photo with him. It was great. We met. Again, didn't think much of it until they started calling people in from our cast to audition for the film. And at this point, I was like, well, this would be cool to be a part of a film. I'd never done film in my life. I was only, you know, used to musical theater and Broadway. Sure. So I called my agent and I said, hey, I'd love to get an appointment to audition. She said, I'm on it. Another week goes by. They put out a breakdown for the role of Mary Delgado. Now, what that means, for those of you who don't know, a breakdown is basically just an explanation of the type of person they're seeking for the role. So it basically was me, right? It's like sassy Jersey girl, feisty first wife of Frankie Valley, right? And I was currently playing the role at the highest level you could on Broadway. Yeah. So now at this point, I'm like, wait a minute. They haven't found a Mary, the female lead for the movie yet. Again, I call my agent. I said, I'd love to be in for the role of Mary Delgado. She said, I'm on it. 
Time's going by. Girls that I know from the business are all getting appointments for the role of Mary, and I'm not getting anything. And at this point, I'm like, what's going on? So my agent calls me one day and she said, Renee, I don't know what the problem is, but for some reason they won't see you for the role of Mary, but they'll give you an audition for one of the angels who sings my boyfriend's back. And Greg, I'll never forget this day. I sat on my couch and this is really important for everyone who's listening. I gave myself about half hour, 45 minutes to feel my feelings. And I cried and I felt upset and I felt disappointed. And here I was, right? It's almost like being an NFL quarterback and they're looking for an NFL quarterback and they're like, sorry, we can't, we can't. And you're just like, what? So I felt my feelings, which again is super vital to mastering communication is getting in touch with yourself. And after that 45 minutes went by, I threw my hands up and I said, what are you going to do? I, I tried. I'm still going to go in and audition for one of the angels. Right. So that's what I did, Greg. And the day of the audition, I'm in the casting director's room and we're talking and he's telling me how much he loved the, the show. He came the previous night and I'm telling him how I'm really from New Jersey literally just miles from where the storyline takes place. And he said to me, okay, great. Would you like to sing the song first or read the scene for the angels audition? And I looked at him and all of a sudden I felt my guttural instincts, that quiet voice of my soul come through me. And before I had a chance to intervene, I was saying to the casting director, you know, Jeff, I was really hoping to come in and read for the role of Mary Delgado. Wow. And he, and Greg, I was like, I didn't, I was like, oh my God, that just came out of me. And he looks at me and he goes, I was just thinking the same thing. And I was like, amazing. This is great. Right? So I do the audition that day and I left feeling so incredibly grateful. You will all appreciate this. On my walk back to the subway, I saw a church and I decided to go in and I kneeled and I just said a prayer of thanks because I realized that I gained an opportunity for myself, right? By speaking up, I just got the chance and that's all I ever wanted. Never in a million years did I think that I would be the leading female role of this film. I just wanted to know that I got the chance. So... That was a great day. I go back to doing eight shows a week on Broadway. And a few weeks later, I was at my childhood home in New Jersey, down the street from the whole storyline. And it was with my mom, my dad, and my grandmother. We were about to leave for my brother's wedding when my agent calls me and she says, you're Mary Delgado in the movie. This one loves you. And I was like, I was Greg screaming. I was so unbelievably excited. My And it was so special because my parents and my grandmother were there to share in the excitement oh, with me. Oh, wow. So cut to the first day on set. Now, I've again, I've never been on a film set. Everyone, this is a, a, this is a great lesson in doing what I call taking imperfect action. I went for it, even though it was scary, even though I was afraid. I was like, all right. Clint Eastwood cast you. You know what you're doing. Absolutely. And the boss, that's what what we call him, the boss, Clint walks up to me and he goes, you know, I went around to all the different casts, but nobody was in your class. 
And then you came in and put yourself on tape and it was the icing on the cake. I've saved the most important question for last, Renee. From where can our loyal listeners purchase this great book, Becoming a Master Communicator? And how can they best follow you for more nuggets? Yes, my friends, I am so, so unbelievably excited for you to get this book in your hands. It is available, my friends, to pre-order. Woo! And the exciting part is when you pre-order, you get these two incredible bonuses for free because the book actually is not released until January 25th. So you won't receive the actual book, but you will get these two incredible bonuses. The first one is 21 ways to use communication to increase business opportunities. And number two, an introspective video journaling tool that is so powerful. It's in the book and you'll get a little sneak peek of it with the bonus. To get that, to pre-order that book, all you have to do is go to becomingamastercommunicator.com. That's it. And you'll be able to go to my landing page. You'll see all of the incredible people who have endorsed this book already. Um, I mean, Chaz Pomentary, Dean Graziosi. Oh, my goodness. Incredible people. So go to becomingamastercommunicator.com, and then you can follow me. Please send me a DM. Reach out at um, Instagram at I am Renee Marino, or you can go to my website, reneemarino.com. Listeners, there's absolutely no excuse. Renee has given a lot of different ways that you can be in contact with her, purchase this great book, order it ahead of time, and get these additional two nuggets with it. And uh, I know I have really learned so much, not only from this interview, but reading this book, and I'm very confident that, that you will as well. And then when you're done following Renee, please don't hesitate again. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to follow us at Thank God for Monday. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your suggestions, et cetera, et cetera. Renee Marino, we can't thank you enough for this amazing time together today. Uh, Yes, we've been enlightened. Much more, we've been inspired. The importance of communication, the importance of striving to become a master communicator, the importance of communicating within ourselves. Uh, Continued success, joy, happiness and continuing to make an incredible contribution literally all over the world in this great work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Greg. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Listeners, guess what? Once again, we're out of time. Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Renee does, you'll say, thank God for Monday. <laughs>